Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 119. We are coming off an incredible Game 7 viewing here of the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Toronto Maple Leafs game. We'll have uh, some updates about that and a little more ice time later for you. Um, we got the Toronto Raptors 2019 champs here, the Patriots the Washington Nationals, and the St. Louis Blues. So, big year for champs there. Big year for champs. But, uh, speaking of some big years for the champs, we got uh, Big Dill sitting next to us. How you feeling, buddy? Coming off the old Game yeah. 7 there. Ah, <clears throat> oh, man. I'm still, uh, I'm still, like, trying to catch my breath. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I... A little bit sleepy at the beginning of the game. I kind of was laying, you know, I was a little horizontal. Oh yeah. When Doge first uh, first got here, ended up making a little bit of coffee. Sat up, made some coffee. By the time that I was like done having, it was the like third period. Man, the caffeine and the adrenaline from the game. I still feel it, you know. Still feel it. So, it, it's not like a jitter. It's just like a shortness of breath where you're just like, whew, like, whew, all right. Like, okay, all right. That was, whew, all right. Elimination games the, take the, like, they just take your energy. Yeah. Like, I was absolutely toast after game six the other day. And I'm sure I'll be tomorrow after... Your game seven. Game seven against the old Bucksies. Yeah. Doge, how are you? I don't know if you have any game sevens going on over there, but at least you're hanging out watching them with us, you know? I'm squatting with the sevens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, great to be back in studio. And looking forward to a quality pot. We've got oh, yeah. a lot of, lot of cool sports going on right now. A lot of cool sports. A lot of cool sports. A lot of game sevens. Very cool sports. Very big weekend for sports here. And some cool sports. So uh, we got a good show for you here tonight, folks. Episode 119, you know we got to bring the heat. Um, we're going to do a little NBA first half, similar to we did in the last pot. So we got a lot to discuss. A lot of great series here in the NBA playoffs here for the second round. Um, then third quarter, we're going to bust out a little ice time with Dill. We're going to update some of you. On the NHL series, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Lightning and their Game 7 win over there that we all sat here and watched. And then in the fourth quarter, we had to bring it back as well, a little Formula Doge here. So we're going to update you <laughs> on a race that happened last weekend. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, we'll wrap it up here with a warm the Oh, not the warm-ups. Wrap up this with the warm-up. Wrap up the show with the buzzer beater. Looks like I need to warm up. I'm already stumbling over my stuff. So... Why don't I go first then? Warm it up. Get in Stretch there. it some, out, boys. Some people say it's the most important part of the show. So, I mean, if you don't warm up, you're going to be in trouble. Let me tell you. It's not good. So, let's warm it up, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, this could be the first time we've ever said this. FC Cincinnati. Who? F. C, Cincinnati, FCC, orange and blue. the Orange and Blue, have won four 
MLS games in a row. The Noonan effect is real, boys. Amazing win tonight in Chicago after going up, then giving up a goal, but also taking it back here at the end. So we're rolling right now. Um, really great to see. Very, very exciting stuff. FC Cincinnati on an absolute tear. Let's see if we can keep it up. We are one point out of first place here in our, you know, our division. Conference. So conference, yeah. Excuse me, conference. Well, let's keep it up. I mean, we might be playoff bound if we can keep this stuff up. So, and don't, don't you get a playoff game in TQL because then people are not going to be ready for that volume. My gosh. Looking forward to it, Noonan. Keep up the great work. Dill, what do you got here for a warm-up for us? Yeah, so speaking of streaks, the New York Yankees are just hot coming out of the gates this year. Unbelievable. They're the only team that has not uh, that has not double digits for the lost column. They are in first place in the American League East by four and a half games up on my Rays. And they're 20 and 14, so it's not like they're bad. Like, that's pretty good overall. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see where that is in the league. Top 10 overall. Uh, or just outside, maybe like 11 or 12. But, sure, sure. Um, both New York teams are doing well. That's are doing well. They're 1 and 2 right now. <clears throat> And then the freaking cheat stros are three. The I pay for anything I want. Dodgers four. Sure. Guaranteed World Series victory this year. They did. They did. According say to manager Dave, Dave Roberts, Roberts. He, just, he did say it. He did say it. Followed up by the other LA team, the Angels. Maybe wow. the biggest surprise of the year so far. Show it. Hitting his first career Grand Slam just the other night. Sure. Oh, really? Kind of surprised. He had a lot of dangers last year. Yeah, but he's the leadoff guy, right, a lot of times? So yeah. It's like tough to hit the Grand Salami when you're the leadoff boy. Yeah, and they just like kind of stunk. So, like, if they didn't have people on base, a lot for them in general. It's fair. What about ones? How many bombs did he have last year? You, I mean, you, you would have thought one. I agree. You probably would have thought one. Sure. Um, then Some we got Milwaukee. career never hit one, though, you know. Milwaukee there uh, behind the Angels, no surprise there. They've you know, been relevant the last few years in the playoffs. Gabe Kapler, the Giants, out there in San Francisco. Right behind the San Diego Padres, the one that you. You hate on you slam slam Diego so Padres. Dude, they Jazz. came out and said they're oh we're the next team of the generation we're the next generation of baseball. They make the game. They make the playoffs. Toughest division in baseball. Not a single team's under five hundred, and you have. Uh, hey, you the can't Dodgers. be you can't be so the next like, generation of baseball if you don't make the goddamn playoffs. So. Yeah, I'm I don't care you. what their division is. I'm with you. Spend some more money, I guess. That's how it works. I'm with you. Right, Bob? Bob. Boo. No answer. Uh, yeah. Classic. Um, and then right after the Giants of the San Franciscans. Something like that. Uh, we have the Tampa Bay and Rays. Sure. 
So, that's brutal. A lot of MLB right there. Uh, okay. Yep, those are the only teams with 20 wins so far this season as well. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's early, dog. Boston early. down there. Yeah, they're in a bad year. 13-20. Hey, where'd the Reds at? They're two games back from uh, not being in last. <clears throat> so they are securing last position by two games. On the climb. Yeah. I mean, they have it. They were three and eighteen, so they went six and seven in the last two weeks. Yeah, I think even more recently than that, we were like five and two at one point. But I think we lost today. Well, I'm just saying, like three. I knew you guys were three and eighteen. Yeah, we were in bad shape. We're still three, in three and twenty-one. Three and twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you won six out of the last ten. Granted, you had the Pirates there, right? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. So. Big, yeah, it's kind of helpful. I mean, you play them 18, 19 times a year. So hopefully, like, you know, once you guys get competitive. Yeah, that might be half of our 40 wins. That would be, like, not saying an easy, but it takes you from a 80-win season, which is 500, to maybe like a 90, 95, 100-win season. 80? Did you say 80? I'm saying, like, if you guys can get there. I'm not talking about this year. I'm saying having a team like the, the Pirates. I'd love to get to 50. And similar to the way that the Brewers are thinking about the Reds, right? Like the Brewers are like, oh, okay, we played the Reds 19 times. We should win the 16 of those games, mm-hmm. right? Kind of like how the Rays, series, the Rays have just dominated against the Orioles the last, well, all of last season and so far this year, the one series we play against them. But, <clears throat> yeah. Dosh. That's enough baseball. Give me your warm-up, unless you got baseball. Are you talking, like, maybe Slugfest baseball, or do you have a baseball, or what's your warm-up? I don't think he's got any baseball. I mess with, I would love doing the little horse galloping, and then just, like, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't, oh, yeah. I didn't play Slugfest. I played a lot awesome. of Slugfest back in the day. Awesome game. Friends of the pod, listeners, those of you that played the Midway. Sports games, NFL Blitz, MLB Slugfest, Electric Games. Sure. That is not my warm up. Sure. But I love that game. Good shout out. You know, bring it da- down to my Kentucky roots here. Sure. We talked about the Derby last week, and we said every horse's name yep. that was in the lineup at the time of us recording. Yep. After we recorded, several horses scratched from the lineup. And a horse by the name of Rich Strike was added in Friday. Come race time Saturday, Rich Strike is 80 to 1 odds, the long shot of the field. Starting in gate 21 at the very end. And miraculously, Rich Strike, the long shot of the field. Yes, yes, sir. Come back down the main stretch. Few of the few of the favorites were fighting it out, kind of fighting themselves away from the wall. Rich Strike was able to take that inside line, and it just crazy. one of the most electric finishes that I've ever seen in a Kentucky Derby. Such a wild finish, like crazy story. 
The owner bought the horse for $30,000. And he yeah. easily made his money back in two minutes. Yeah. Just incredible. Yeah, I mean, talk about ROI right there. Not, not going to run at the Preakness. It's good business. Probably going to stud him out as you would. Make some serious cash. If you send him out to the Preakness and he finishes deep in the field, he's not worth nothing. He really is. He's much. a fluke. He's, he's not right worth. He's worth he as much as he'll ever be right now. Now he's a Kentucky Derby champion. Yeah. Unless he triple crowns, but that's not very often. If you have a horse that's like genetically supposed to be that good, and they go out and win, I would say keep him in. But when uh, you have a horse that's kind of like a long shot for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And when it's like, oh, okay, like we don't know if the horse was just not being trained right, and then when it got out on. I mean, who knows what goes into that, but... Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, if you're, as a business, right, which is what this comes down to... Right, yeah. You're going to uh, end up having to make that decision of, hey, as great as you know, it would be to win another race, it would also be great to fund, you know, three generations of wealth now based off of a horse. I don't know if it's that kind of money. But like you know what I mean. Could be. Oh, they just made some buku bucks. And they're like you said, they'll be siring that boy out. Yeah. He's gonna get his. The guy's gonna have good happy life. Oh yeah. And, and he's setting his eyes on the Belmont. So he's still gonna be racing, just not the pre Oh really? Okay. So Belmont's the longest of all the races. Mm-hmm. So, he finishes well, clearly. Clearly. Oh, hopefully he continues to do so. Sure. <laughs> but good for Rich Strike. What a name for a, a long shot horse, too. Incredible Kentucky Derby. Rich Strike. Yeah, because if you put a bunch of money on it, you become a Rich Strike. For you Food Network fans out there, Bobby Flay, yes. the uh, famous Food Network chef, was yes. seen at the Kentucky Derby. They were having a bunch of celebrities draw out of a hat a horse's name. He drew Rich Strike, and he goes, oh, his, this is awful. This horse is not going to win. Rich Strike. It's a great clip to go back and watch after he won the race. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. Or Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Flay. Did you get that out of I don't know. Here. I just, I saw something earlier about them being, uh, it was like a, they were in a, some sort of kitchen or competition together. And like, to like, Oh, Bobby playing Gordon. Yeah, like they they were both in my head earlier today. Okay, right. so they're in your head. They're already like I've seen something about them today. They have space in your head. No. Why are you worried about Bobby Flay? Dude, you're never gonna beat him. You cook a him. mean burger. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not, you know, Chef Dill out this week. The old office. With the old beef Wellington. Sure. I'll show you a beef Wellington. Right. Let's move on to the first quarter here, boys. <laughs> first half, actually, on this pod. We're going to do a fresh first half NBA playoff update. Um, all right. I'm nervous to talk about this, as you might wonder why. Or might guess. I would say maybe just talk about what's happened. Don't talk about anything tomorrow. Correct. I'm not going to give a prediction. I would. For said game tomorrow. But there are two Game 7s tomorrow. 
You guys are welcome to speak on it. I'm not going to. I will talk about Suns Mavs. We'll start there first. I think that we're going to have a big Luka game. Very big Luka game. But I think the Suns are going to prevail. They're just a better mm. team this year. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that big Luka Doncic gets hot and then it's just over for the Suns. So, uh, really looking forward to that game. Obviously looking forward to the other game seven. I got nothing there. I'm all. It's all up to the the, the basketball gods, Giannis versus the Seas. It's going to be an incredible game. So, Dill, what do you got here for the Game 7s? Any predictions, any thoughts, any jinxes, anything you're not saying or are saying? Uh, again, I just kind of want to reiterate how impressive Jason Kidd has been. Um, yeah, man. You know, with the Mavs. Like, before, not that I thought Carlisle was, like, a bad coach, right? But, like, it seemed like... They just, in the playoffs, had a huge, like, hurdle that they just couldn't get over, right? It's very similar to, like, the Golden State Warriors with Mark yep. Jackson and Steve Kerr. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That's, like, the first one I thought of off the top of my head. But, like, I don't know. It just seemed like there needed to be, like, a little bit of a change. Um, and it seems like Kid was the right fit. Uh, it seems like they've been playing pretty well defensively at times when they need to, like they've been coming up with big stops or, yeah. you know, big rebounds. And they've had a lot of their kind of role players that played well throughout the regular season, play well throughout the postseason so far. And that's not always something that you get, um, you know, productivity wise. So they've been able to kind of rely on that along with Luca supporting them as the, the beast that he has been with yeah. continuing to, uh, you Good. know, add to his playoff totals or, or averages. Credit to the Mavs too for for trading Porzingis and like actually making that move. That seemed like a wild trade really at the well. time, but like it's clearly really helped their team and like allowed them to be a little bit more versatile and not rely on yeah. his play or his health. So I think that was a really big piece for them along you know, allowing them to get this far and forcing the Suns, yeah, the best regular season team to a game seven. So any more Dill or do you want me to swing it to Dozier? I guess you got to talk about the other game if you want. Yeah, I was, I'm just looking forward to that game. I think that that's uh, a series that going so into it. Fun. I mean, like in the regular season, I was saying it's going to be between those teams and the probably the Nets. Yeah, you know, coming out of the East. Um, depending on how the matchups kind of went, if. Like this would be the best Eastern Conference Finals, right? Like I, yeah, you know, at She's least bucks for sure on paper. Uh, in the actual series, who knows when you actually get there? But right, I'm just looking forward to the game. Game sevens are always fun. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon, so it's kind of a relaxing, chill day. But it's a stressful afternoon for you and I'm anybody stressed else. Out right, I'm stressed out right now, like talking about it. Right, and just anybody else invested, whether you're a fan of either team or you know, you're family members of the of the, right. the players, you are the players, like, it's just a fun time to uh, to have, you know, game sevens are always a good time, so, stressful, but fun. I have one thing I do want to say before I give it to Doge. <clears throat> At the end of the season, we could have tossed in the last game of the year yep. against the Grizzlies. Yep. And given up home field advantage and been the number three seed or possibly the four seed. But we didn't. We stuck it out. We played our starters. 
And so we've earned the right tomorrow to have the game at home in the Boston Garden, the best place ever to have a Game 7. And so I'm at least like going to bed knowing, you know what, tomorrow we're in Beantown, we're in Boston. Like, thank goodness for that. So Doge, I'm not going to say anything else about the series. Giannis has been incredible. Yeah. What do you have to say about the Bucks, Celtics series, or Suns, Mavs here? What do you got for these Game 7s? Since we're on the topic of Bucks Celtics, I'll just write on it. Sure. I like the home team. Mm-hmm. I do. It's been a great series to watch. I'll, I'll touch on it here and some of our other topics yeah. as, we, as we move along in the NBA. However, it's been electric to watch. The stars have come out. Big performances on both sides. Phenomenal. And for it to go to Game 7, like you said, T, have it come back to Boston is key. So um, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it should be a really electric finish to to an already great series. Really, really looking forward to it. Mavs like, Suns gonna be good too. I like I like the hometown team there. I like the hometown team in the other game seven as well. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm taking the Suns, although Luca has led me to the promised land, just like Joel Embiid did. Yeah. in my fantasy basketball team, so I've got to give him his flowers. He's a dog. He can really just make something happen out of nothing on some nights. Yeah. And he's For real. he's just one of those special players. So it'll be fun to watch. I think it'll be a close game, but I'll take the Suns. Suns have just ex- executed so well all year, so I've I think they'll do it. Looking forward to that for sure. Okay, let's move on to the other two series here for uh, topic number two here. Last thing I want to say about oh. the Celtics. Go ahead. Bucks game is that there have been a lot of interesting things with the referees and, and calls. I just want it to be something where they just let him play. A solid game. Nothing that's just going to completely interfere with how the game is actually played or determined. That's all I'm going to say. Let the boys play. Sure. Let's have a good game. I agree. Kind of like how Herb Dean might say, let's have a clean fight. Let's have a clean fight. Let's have a clean fight. Game seven here. Come on. All right. Let's move on to the other series because these are both wrapped up here. Who do you think's win was more impressive? The Golden State Warriors over the Memphis Grizzlies or the Miami Heat over the 76ers? Doge, we'll give it to you first. What do you have here? Now, both series have had stars go out on injury. Yep. Embiid came back a little shaken up. However, even with that being said, I think I will give the more impressive performance to the Miami Heat. Okay. We can talk about it still. Very unrespected number one seed coming in. Yep. They put in two good series. Jimmy Butler executing. His shouts out at the end of their clinching of the Eastern Conference Finals. Tobias Harris over me. He's proven that. They should have paid him. Maybe. The Sixers still just can't get it done. Glenn. Glenn. Having a tough series. Obviously, it could have been different. Yeah. MVP caliber Embiid at 100% would have made this a much different series. For sure. That orbital fracture in his face really took away from him, and he got hit again. 
during the series. Well, plus two, it's such a shame that the aliens came down and they sucked away James Harden's powers, and now he just doesn't know how to play basketball the same way anymore because two shots in the second half. Well, it's hilarious. A closeout game is. They traded Ben Simmons for him. Yeah. The same ben amount. Simmons last year in their elimination game at least had three shots in the second half. You can't make it and up. And he was scared to shoot. And you get James Harden, who's supposed to be this high-volume, big-time scorer. I understand he's taking a, a different role. Two-time MVP. He's playing as a more playmaker, more of a playmaker guy. Is is Markel Fultz a lefty, or is he a righty? Hmm. I think he's a righty. I don't know. I'll say if he was a lefty, then they just have lefty shooting issues. Right? Ben Simmons shoots Lefties lefty. in Philly? Yeah. Like, maybe that's a trend. I just, James Harden just didn't want to be there. Poor shooting lefties no. in Philly. He didn't take a single two-point field goal attempt in the second half. Not one. Not even the second quarter. No? Not even the second quarter? No. Wow. I mean, it, it seems like... That's crazy, dude. So when he was asked about, is is Doc Rivers playing? Well, Just not calling plays for you. He, all he said was oh, no yeah. comment. I think if you're a star at that point, sure they're, sure you're running plays. There, there has to be points where you create on your own in an elimination game where it's you and Embiid who very... Well, could have been MVP. wasn't. You guys, especially Harden, like you, you got to create something for yourself. So, it, was that the plan for them to run Harden like this? Like, because <clears throat> what what he was so good at, right, was like being creative, getting to the hole, distributing to shooters, getting to the, getting line, to the free throw line, like you being aggressive. Shoot, you don't get to the line sitting outside the arc. Yeah, I mean, not at the rate that you're going to drive like to the paint, right? Which also then puts the team in a, a situation where maybe they're in foul trouble. They can't play their best defender because he's got three fouls with two minutes ago, you know, in the first quarter or something like right. crazy, right? So like that puts a team in a, in a stronghold position of like, well, now we have to make a move based off of this, and from there it just totally disrupts the game, right? Right. Harden is so creative or was so creative. And, and if they just signed him to be this guy who's like, hey, you're a point guard who, you know, he, you're going to you're gonna be a piece, you know, of our offense. Like, we have pieces A, B, C, and D. You're going to be piece E. That's what we need from you. Boom. Instead of being like, hey, be James Harden, right? Here's, like, the guidelines kind of like that we want you to be within. But then allow him to have like some boundaries and flexibility within those boundaries to, I don't know, I don't know what the whole. It just seems like he, is, but kind of, I guess, kind of what you're saying, like Doge, like I know, kind of like what Embiid said, like he's just not the same guy he used to be, or he didn't seem to care about the plays they were running. I know there's another quote where he was like, "Yeah, we were running the offensive plays, and the ball just wasn't getting back to me." It's like maybe he didn't want to run what Doc was running because he didn't like it or didn't think it was good enough. I have no idea, but. Every other team in the like that's playing right now and is doing well has like a one-two punch, you know, kind of type deal where mm-hmm. the two guys, they, you don't necessarily have to run plays for them, but they're going to get you points for the most part. Where Drew Holiday, Giannis, Tatum, and Brown, 
Chris Paul and Booker, Doncic and Brunson, you know, Clay, good, you know, Steph Curry. finds you the opportunity to be able to... Right, Tyler Hero can get, get you some options. of those. Like, it just... Yeah, good ball movement. Or even, like, they could have just run a James Harden, Embiid pick and roll. You know, you figure. Yes. Or pick and pop, even. Where Embiid's the popper and James Harden's the roller because he's the one who can get to the line. Like, it just seemed like they didn't feel like unlocking or playing the basketball they needed to against the Heat. And now maybe we're just not giving enough credit to the Heat and what they did in the series. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it just, just seems like Harden just wasn't the same guy at all. Now, granted, he had a lot of assists and he was passing the ball around, but you got to, I mean, you got to expect he's, if you're a level of James Harden, you got to be getting yourself 20 points in the freaking play. Like, you got to be getting 20 points. And, like, 20 points a minimum. Like, if you have a bad game, you have 20 points. Like, yes. It seems like in some of these Celtics games, Tatum's have had has had bad games, but he still had 30 points because he's still taking the shots. Because it's like, it's on you. You're the star guy. You've got to make and take the shots. Like, Harden should have been like, oh, shit, Embiid's not doing well. It's on me to put up all these, put up numbers. Like, and then hopefully Embiid can get a little healthier and we can, you know, try to win a championship. But, you need a star like that if you're going to trade what you traded to get him. If you're going to pay what you're paying him, you need him to have the confidence to be able to take over. When you realize that your team needs one of their stars to step up and the other is clearly not 100%. I mean, you have to be so, like, down if you are a Philly fan right now because you traded Ben Simmons... Not that like you're like oh let's keep Ben Simmons, but you didn't really get much in return for him because it doesn't seem like James Harden is the same guy anymore. He's yeah, like a dead asset. And the guy who you wanted forever, everybody always wanted in Philly, the guy who Embiid wanted, the guy who wanted to stay there, Jimmy Butler, is killing you guys like forty pieces, and then running out of the building going, hey by the way, I can't believe you picked Tobias Harris over me, and Tobias Harris has been one of the most overpaid contracts since he signed it. Like, immediately as he signed it, I was like, oh, well, Tobias Harris is making way too much money. Yes. Like, he has never lived up to that $30 million bucks, no. And that's not his fault. Get yourself the yeah. cheese, my guy. Like, I love that he signed that. Why would you not? He earned it. But Take that contract when you can. 100%. I mean, if someone put that in front of me, I'd be like, sure. And they'd be like, I cannot believe TJ Butler is making $34 million in the NBA. He can't even run up and down the court. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't even care. Sign but, to the league bench, please. please. I'll be bench guy. Come on. But, yeah, Tobias Harris not living up to that. Jimmy Butler killing him. It's got to be terrible for, for the Sixers. So, I don't know. Just tough. When Harden was asked about his uh, his option, will you be in Philly next year? Mm -hmm. He said, I'll be here. I'll be here. And why wouldn't you be? Because he's going to get paid $47 million. Who is that? Harden? Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you turn down? I think Glenn is tired of being called Glenn because I heard there's rumors he might go to L.A. become doctor. I need a doctor. Bring me back to life. I just sure, sure. I don't know if Doc Rivers is going to go help change the Lakers that much, but I'd like to see it. Then again, 
Can we have Rajon Rondo and Doc Rivers winning championships for the Lakers? No. Okay, no. No, thank you. We already had one of those. It was weird. Uh, so, any more on the series, Doge? I'll, I can give my little pick there, but I don't know. No. We kind of we kind of cut you off talking to B. No, no, no. I I there. like that Miami win. Yeah, big win for Miami. Um, <clears throat> I liked how they adjusted once Embiid came back into the series, right? Or like came into the series. Yep. Uh, they kind of handled games one and two pretty well, right? And then yeah. they did they well, lose. I think the Heat won the first two when Embiid was out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like they yep. did exactly what you're supposed to do. And yep. then when they uh, when he came back in for games three and four, they lost those. Yep. Right? Correct. I think so. Yep. And then they won the next. And then they won. So like they they had a little bit of time where they couldn't figure out how to beat Embiid, right? Or like at least that was like the easy. Conclusion of oh, and Beat is now playing. The Heat weren't able to yep. contain him, and then the Sixers won. Like that's like the, the game plans back around. Sixers have been playing with Embiid all year. Yeah, Heat were playing to play. Yeah, against the non-Embiid team for the first two games. Right, they did well. Yeah, and then you bring Embiid in the situation, kind of struggle with the two games that they Plus lost. Plus, Embiid got more hurt and too in, so in the other games, and like he did. when he got hit with the ball in the face, dude, yeah. he just went down. It was like, man, that's. Just I you feel just feel it, so you know, bad for him, dude. Right. He tries so damn hard. He's just so, so much better. He's so good. And so much better than everyone else on the team. Has always sucked. Yes. Like so bad. If they could have been healthy during the first part of his like career, dude. If you look at the roster they could have put around him, like if they made all the right picks, it's well, dumb. You can't do that. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Or like even like made the right moves. Like what if you sure. trade for CJ McCollum? Someone who actually shoots, who's a real, like, seems like, I hate to just, like, Which he use this term, like, a real man, like, in, like, coming out and playing by his business every game. Like, he yeah. proved in the Pelicans that he plays hard. Right. And he was able to make a difference there. Absolutely. He's a hooper. He's a gamer. Like, it, just, I don't like know. He did you thought James Harden was, right? and you just like, don't know anymore. Like, that didn't make me seem like he's, he's failed. A, he's failed to show me that he has the killer instinct when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. I was gonna. This is. <laughs> I was gonna say it kind of sends back to again. Like he's never been good in the playoffs, even when he was on the Rockets, even when he was at his prime, winning he scoring was, titles, yeah. MVPs. They needed Chris Paul to be competitive in those series against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, okay, because Harden was shooting like one for 15, 15 from three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It just seems like the extra physicality and the other things that come along with the playoffs just do not. Maybe like the tighter way like they, they just call affect it. him so much, like or the I guess looser. Like they allow it to be more physical in the playoffs, so you don't get to the line as much. You get right. beat up more. It gets in your head that you aren't getting these calls, and you start right. sucking on. I feel like I can think of seven plays right now where you see James Harden driving to the hoop and the ball's knocked out of his hands. And he's raising and he's raising his hands for the foul and. Not Meanwhile, the Heat's defense. just charging down the well, field. Well, plus, like, or, uh, down the court on a fast break. Right. If you're a guy who kind of, like, needs to get into a rhythm, the best way to get into a rhythm is at the free throw line. So if you're not getting yes. there, like, that can really mess you up, and then you're not in your rhythm, and then you can't shoot. And then it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, Giannis, yesterday for the Bucks, uh, Dude, right. he was goddamn he, phenomenal. He scored their so first, scary. what, like, 10 or 12 points, and he I think the first six fire. were on the free throw line. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Giannis of all people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like seventeen and nineteen or something. I don't even know what he was. He was able to get going last night. Yes, he was killer. Giannis was killer last night. Jesus. Um. Okay. I think though, I'm gonna have to say, just because it was a little more grit and grind, it seemed a bit more physical. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a suspension involved here. But I think Golden State's win over the Grizzlies is a bit more impressive. Just because Embiid is so hobbled and Harden is not the same version of himself. But, I mean, the Heat, you can't take anything away from their win. They had such a good win. And they obviously, like I said, they'll adjust it so well. So um, they're going to be a formidable opponent to either the Bucks or the Celtics, whoever comes out on top game seven there. Hopefully, my boys, knock on wood. But I just, the Golden State, you know, it seemed like they had to fight through some stuff. They obviously got absolutely destroyed in one of those games. So it was That's like was big bounce back. Um, <clears throat> but that also kind of, you know, makes it not as impressive that they got just absolutely smoked. So I don't know. They both were, you know, impressive victories over, uh, you know, formidable opponents. But um, I think Golden State kind of proved, you know, that, hey, we're still, you know, got a little championship DNA in us and they'll be looking forward to, I bet, whoever they're going to play the next round. So, um, good for them, both teams there. You know, I mean, Grizzlies showing a lot of fight, looking like they're going to be one of the teams of the future here. John Morant was incredible when he was on the floor as well, 47-piece in one of those games. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. A lot of good hoops there. I will say. Yes. The reason I couldn't give it to the Warriors was that blowout. Sure, fair the enough. The Game 5 blowout where the – Grizzlies, I think, in the third quarter were up by 50 points. I think they outscored them by, it was 47 to 15 in the third. The Grizzlies cool. couldn't miss, and the Warriors couldn't make anything. No. And that just seems so odd. But even with that, when they were going back to Golden State for Game 6, I knew that there was not going to be a Game 7. No. They, they were going to put that away. And it's too bad that yeah, we had the injury to Gary Payton the second. Yeah, early. We had the jaw injury that took him out of the last two games, right? Was, two and a half. For sure, the last two, two and a half, right? Games yeah. of the series, which throughout the regular season, <laughs> yeah, throughout the regular season, the Grizzlies played really well without jaw. I think they wound up finishing the season. <clears throat> That's the 20, big game they had. The big one they had too. Him. Yeah, yeah, the big game was without them. They could score, but you don't have your your key weapon, no. your your, your big clutch time guy, star right? Who just completely changes the pace of the your game. closer. I mean, he's a guy who can close out and yes. create when there's nothing. He at the hit end of the playoff game. buzzer beaters this year. Yes, even when he missed the buzzer beaters, you know the ball's going to be in his hand because he's the one that makes the opportunities for that team. When Correct. he's on the floor, he makes a difference. For sure. It was tough that we couldn't see him. But at the same time, that is a young Grizzlies team with a lot of promise. Yeah. So I'm excited to see them. But the Warriors are still able to put it away. So good for them. They were. I just, the version of Embiid that we got, even though they did get two wins, was just such, it was not the MVP like guy that we, that we had, even though he was so good. 
it just was such a bummer. And so that's why I couldn't give it up to Miami because even though he was there for three games, it just wasn't the full Embiid. And, like, that's a guy who could have changed that series and made it completely different. Whereas it seemed like, you know, like we showed the stats, the, the Grizzlies could play without Ja for whatever reason. Obviously, that's not somebody you want to miss. But even having him out there when he was out there for those games, he was at full strength. Whereas Embiid never was full strength for the series. Sure. So that's why I'm giving it to the Warriors, but both of these series were great. Dill, who do you think was the more impressive win in these series? And we'll go to topic number three. Yeah, I mean, Second I thought half time. until until they prove me wrong, yeah. the 76ers to me are fake. <laughs> so I didn't really not that they're like not they're like an easy clap, right? Not it. Not that it's like an, an inexperienced kind of thrown together team, like a, maybe like the Pelicans, who, you know, like right. You know, they they had a little bit of a push against the Suns, but you know, well, the Sixers should have been a formidable opponent. That's for should sure. Should have, but. yeah. Mm-hmm. So until they show me they are, and they can win playoff series and take care of business, uh, I don't just don't see them as that. Sure. So I have to go with Golden State. Yeah. But I also have to take a, a you know a little bit away from them just because Jaw was out. Yep. They did get smoked. Um and they didn't look good on the road. No. So we'll see how home court maybe plays a factor moving forward with the Suns. Or Mavs. Correct. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they'll be home for the Mavs because they'll be ahead of them. Yep, with the 3-4. Or if they'll be the way version of the series with the Suns. So. Yep. <clears throat> All right, well, let's move on here to halftime real quick. That's going to do it for our fresh first half of NBA oh, basketball. Oh, I've been waiting for this. This is great. Oh, there we go. Okay, okay. Um, Doge, can you tell us where we can find the Clubhouse-specific social media stuff? We not do this oh, I forgot about the. Okay, well, let's go real quick before we go to that. Doge. We don't have to. Nope, because we can rapid fire it. Sure. Before you give me that, Doge, which series has been the most fun for you in round two? Who's been the most impressive I'm, I'm as well? I'm bringing it back. Bring it back. I mean, I, bring it back. You have to. I already gave the tease earlier that I was going to be coming back. Bring it back. Bucks Celtics have been absolutely electric. Phenomenal. The stars have been out. It's been physical. It's been fun. Giannis is incredible. Tatum is absolutely incredible. Phenomenal. But you know, you know, I'm gonna bring up mm-hmm. the Al Horford game. Mm-hmm. He still has it in the tank. That was amazing, dude. Game four, Al Horford comes out 30 points. Yes, the same Al Horford yes. that won back-to-back championships for the 40 Gators in 2006 and 2007. Yes. 15 and 16 years ago. Crazy. He's still out here dogging Ooh, in the NBA. Hoping, dude. Yes. Giannis dunked on him, and it was over. You saw that face, and then Horford's sister <laughs> tweeted out, Oh, I've seen that face. I knew he was mad. Yeah. And it so was over. Funny. So funny. Horford gets him back, dunks on him. Kind of hits him in the head. It was out of passion. It was fine. 
is what we need. But to see him put up 30, and then to have Tatum still have a quiet 30 in that game, mm-hmm. but it's the Al Horford game. Oh, yeah. It should be. The series has been electric, and Tatum being able to put up his 40 piece of his own to seal in the Game 7. Amazing Game 6. They were shooting incredible from 3. Yeah, we came out hot. That was mm-hmm. nice. The thing that scares me pulling for the Celtics here is that it just seems like Giannis can drive into the paint and get contact, and it's either a foul or he's dunking on somebody. It's just like, ah. And he can do that against anybody. I have no comment. Because you're right. He just, it's just, he just, he initiates so much contact. He did that all game, though, in game six, and it still wasn't enough. Because oh. when those Celtics start shooting, they shoot. Oh, we get rolling. So it's it's been really fun to watch. It's been the it's highest. It's really a battle of heavyweights. It's been the highest level of basketball we've had so far this entire year. You know, just top-notch, top-notch hoops. Top-notch defense, which everybody loves to see. Top-notch offense, execution. Huge plays. From guys all over the court, you know, Pat Connaughton's, your Drew Holiday's, your Giannis's, your Tatum, your Brown, your Smart, your Horford's. You know, everybody's out here making plays. Everybody's out here fighting. So I agree. This has been the most impressive series. This has been the most uh, fun series, electric series. Um, you know, it's just been absolutely dominant. Every game, you know, for the most part has been a game where each team's been, you know, relatively in it and it's been tight and it's come down to the end and, you know, come down to execution and, you know, great play from either Giannis or Tatum or Holiday, Smart here, you know, vice versa. So it's just been awesome. So I'll have to say that series. Dill, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, sure. Other than yesterday, which I forgot to mention that the Celtics uh, found a way to evade the Friday the 13th. Yeah. Oh. Misery. That was... Um, that was that was on the top of my mind. So they ended up winning sure. by thirteen yesterday. Uh huh. Right. Yep. That was the first time I believe in the series that the game was beyond like maybe even seven. But I, I know it was like they were all single digit games. A lot of good games. So. A lot of good games. Um. Okay. Back to you, Doge. Where can we find the clubhouse specific social media stuff? We're on Facebook at the clubhouse. Yep. Twitter and Instagram are as follows. Sure. Clubhouse underscore TCSN. Sure. Because we are partnered with the Cheap Seats Network. Yes, sir. Dilly, give us the rundown on the old network. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Go ahead. Facebook, the Cheap Seats Network. The... Cheap Seats Network for words. And on Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats for TCSN. Huh, where's that? What does that SN stand for? This is what I've been waiting for all day. After I had to wait all day yesterday. 
It is, dude, I'm telling you, this is one of those, you're going to be like, dang, Phil, that was actually very impressive. Thank you. Seven nerves. Got the game seven nerves. I was going to go super nervous. Wow, you guys blew that one. Like so. a tuba. Sure. Um, really having to blow it. Sousaphone notes. Tuba. Anyone? Marching band uh, folks. Shouts out. Shouts out. D, right? He would know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. SN stands for some Stanley nerves. Mmm. You got nerves right. That's why I was saying. Seven. It was game seven. That's why you blew it. You were so close. There's so, there's more sevens than just the Stanley. No, but that's what you're. That's what this is. That's the nerves. That that's got. what this is. He just, there they're Stanley nerves. Because <clears throat> you're striving for the cup. The Stanley cup, that is. TJ7 has nothing to do with Stanley. Leave him out of it. Okay. Yeah, leave me out of Stanley. We're going for Larry. Leave Stanley out of it. Seven. Larry. I mean, this, has, this has nothing Larry to do nerves. with the Celtics. The double Larry? I know. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to freaking talk about it, dude. Stop. <clears throat> On Twitter, at the underscore chief underscore seats. Double Larry. Oh. And, and walking right out of the tunnel at halftime, I, I see... Is that... Oh, that's our vendor for our new merch line. Oh, that's who that is. Look at, dude, he looks, man, he looks stylish in that. Yeah, he looks he different. Lo I mean, he's got the green quarters on different. now. Look at that. Oh, he's taking it off. Oh, whoa. That Formula Doe shirt. Jeezel. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's, he's fresh to death. Oh, my man. goodness. Look he's, at him. Do a spin. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And then look at that. He's drinking out of Clubhouse koozie. He's got the Clubhouse hat. Got the clubhouse. Jordan, wait, wait Jordan just dropped sixes. That, dropped that beer right into that koozie. I mean, it looks so snug in there. It's wow. just well insulated. You know, cold oh, refreshing yeah. beverage for a long time, longer than without the koozie. I wouldn't dare. You're going into some of this playoff puck here. You need a cold beer when it gets to overtime. You can't be rushing to the fridge. You need that beer to stay cold. I would Put it. Be not rushing, not these times. I sure I don't. You're right, probably about that. Move Whoops. swiftly to the fridge if you don't have cold beer. And that's probably because you don't have a clubhouse koozie. So why don't you get yourself one? Order the order form is just. We're about to close it up here tomorrow. So you might be too late if you're listening to this, which would be such a shame. But if you know one of the lovely hosts, which you probably do. You might be able to get a little extra sneaky order in there. So let us know. Send us a message. But you got to do it. As soon as you hear this, send the message because you're probably late ordering. We need it. We need your support. We're getting Mike's Doge's in person now so we can get all the equipment we've been, you know, dreaming about, hoping for. Uh, you know, we can start doing some video action for you guys as well. I know you want to see our lovely faces. So look forward to that. Um, buy some merch. <clears throat> Big deal. 
It's third quarter, man. It's an ice time. Mm-hmm. We just had an ice time. Watching oh, that, we had an ice time. Watching that game seven there. Nice give nice us time. give us an ice time with Dill here. What's what's the recap? Give me some playoff puck here. All right. A little playoff puck. Yep. Um, so far, series that have been wrapped up. We have the Avalanche beating the Preds. Yep. Uh, that was a sweep. Ooh. That was a clean four nothing. Roman didn't really come as a surprise. Nope. Uh, the other series that is uh, over or was over before today was between the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues. Blues are back. Blues. Minnesota's going home. It's their episode. They were, t- they were down 4-2. That's what I was saying. They're back. They're back yeah. in the playoffs. Back in the episode. Back in back the playoffs. In, back, in, uh, back in the winning series. Getting rid of the Stanley nerves. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very much so. Um, today. Yeah, baby. Carolina has wrapped up a series against the Bruins. Tough. So hey, be, I tell you what, advancing. though. Good sign, though. Good sign, though. TD Garden had a lot of magic. In that Bruins game against the Hurricanes there the other night for Game Six, so yeah, hopefully we still got a little left there tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully six. the Leprechauns, you know, stayed up. Yep, they've been working hard for their magic. Yep. Um, and then the Lightning, big Come Game on, Seven babe. against the Leafs. Come on, folks! Um, Shouts out Brad Bacho, baby. Let's go. Uh, uh, the biggest thing for me is I hope Braden points okay. Yeah, man, that's my guy. Uh, not only is is he Tej's guy? He's my guy. He's our guy, being the lightning. He's just the guy, and comes up with big goals like our overtime winner in Game Six, dude. Huge goal. Huge goal. I mean, huge goal. Oh, I'm. I mean, that's BP for you. Uh, right? You know, that was great to watch. And then it was BP on top of all of it. It was me, Tej, and I just went nuts. But yeah, I mean, that was great. That's something I'll be, you know. Keeping an eye on, see if I can find any updates on, on his availability. Uh, against the Florida Panthers, Yeah, who wrapped up their series yesterday against the Capitals, who yep. took it a six. So, there you go. Um, yeah. The Caps were up in the last two games. They ended up losing. Panthers are here. Panthers are here. It was, a, it was a team that I was hoping the Caps would be able to take care of, you know, and we'd be able to take on that team. But... They made it a much better series than what was expected. Oh, yes, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Stealing game one like that, it was like, yes. oh, is Florida for real or like... Right, are they a bit fraudulent? fraudulent yeah. Panthers? Are they just like a regular season guy? Well, turns out they're at least not yet. They got it. They're moving on. And we'll be playing them in the next round. Meanwhile, the game sevens tomorrow... Yeah, between the Rangers, Penguins. Yep. That's a penguin noise for anybody who hasn't ever talked to or heard a penguin. I guess you haven't had to talk to one. I love talking. I've only marched to them. Sure. I missed that. Overslept. (laughs) And uh, the other game tomorrow is. Calgary and Dallas. Oh, yeah. The Flame Stars. Yeah, it slipped my mind for a second. But 
Calgary is up in that series. Three to two. Or uh, that's what he said. I thought. Wow. Uh, excuse me. Who's that? I'm. Uh, Welcome to a nice time with Doge. Right. Yeah, nice time with Doge. Nice Calgary, time with Dill. Calgary, Calgary is plays. not up in the series. They were last night or two nights ago when I checked last night. Anyway, we're coming out of the you know halftime. A little bit of some new ice, yeah. freshly zambonied ice. Yep. yep. A little bit slippery out yeah, here. Might slip. Might a little slip up. Whoop. When you bring the zamboni out, there might be a little slippy. We got Edmonton up here, one nothing on the uh, LA Kings here, Game Seven tonight. Yeah, and live right now that we're kind of tuning into uh, Edmonton with the one nothing lead. Yeah, one of the more electric national anthem combos I've seen just to start a game. Okay. This. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they they have the guy up in the upper decks, middle of the crowd. They don't bring him onto the ice. Oh, I kind of like that. They zoom in on him. And of course, they're in Edmonton. L.A. Kings there, so you got to sing both national anthems. Yeah. They open it up with the old Star Spangled Banner. Sure. He puts together a great performance. Yeah. Of course, being in Edmonton, they shift over to the old O Canada. Yes. He opens it up. Opening lines, and then he drops the mic. And the, oh, crowd, the crowd does it. Wow. The crowd finished the rest of the song really all the way cool. through. And the home crowd sold it. I mean, you you talk Dude. about soccer crowds really having the choir together, right? Bringing the songs, the entire stadium or arena was singing "O Canada," and it was fire. This this crowd was ready for some hockey when that ended. Yeah, they went nuts at the end. Oh yeah, like you know how you know for us it was like, well, they didn't have home. They wouldn't have a- the. And everyone kind of goes in for that last, like, brave. Everyone was going in. Like, it was just like a party in there the last bit. It was like, okay, we're ready for some hockey. Obviously, they've had, like, home games this year. But, like, didn't they not have home games in, like, last year for playoff hockey for Canada because of COVID? Correct. They didn't have fans. Right. So, I guess, obviously, it might have been home games, but not with fans. Like, that's got to be a cool moment. Huge difference. Like, yeah, big difference. Without a doubt. So, well, good Canadians for the fans, over yeah. Good for them. Yeah, they've got some more Canadians in the playoffs. Not actual Canadians. No Habs. One of the worst teams in the league this year. No Habs. Hey, how about, uh, you know, our boy BP goes down, but we got to give shouts out to our boy. Oh, NP. dude. Nick NP? Paul, dude. What a game. <laughs> what a game tonight. Little Noli Poli here. Hey, Nick Paul there. The better Paul brother. Nicky Pauly. No relation. Um, Forgotten Paul. Yeah, right. He was awesome. Nick, uh, dude, like, he's had some games where he's, like, you know, in the play a lot where he's around the puck, he's getting a loose pucks, he's making good passes. He has, like, a little bit of a flashiness to him, which is, like, odd because he's kind of like a like a big lumbering kind of guy, it looks like. Uh, he seems large, yeah. And then he just will come up with, like, this really nice finesse. Great gold. Right? Day. Like, oh, the, one the one to, or... The second one tonight, um, where he kind of had like a little foot shuffle, puck off of the skate, passed him to himself, over like laps kind of like the the puck, boom, good you know, shot placement, unassisted goal, dude. Yeah. And then the other one that he didn't score that he could have got, right for the third, 
where he was absolutely lost where into the net. He just got pushed from behind yeah. as he's going like full crazy. speed towards the net from the outside of the, the rink, diving in towards the middle of the uh, like towards the net, and then just goes flying into the net. And like there was a split second, like he was maybe a half a second to a second where he didn't move. And I seriously thought he like broke his neck against the, the post or like something where he like just hit his face straight into the post because like I mean that's yeah, like looked, solid metal. It bad. It's not forgiving, and it's like on something, so it has to be like knocked off of that. Correct. Like, it's not like yeah, you got to really knock it off. That, that yeah, like they don't just like come off of a, no, like a post shot doesn't do it. So like you gotta have a lot of force. Right. So I'm glad that he was able to get up and he was at least seems to be fine. He played the rest of the game no. Questions. So this might be a, a better question for our next ice time since I don't didn't really give you too much time to research this, but okay. I know there was a lot of movement like at the deadline, and yeah. like Nick Paul was one of the guys that you guys got, and yeah. like I know your boy Hagel who uh-huh. hasn't been as big uh, for the Lightning uh, this year hasn't made this huge impact, but like have there been any of the other teams whose like new guys have made impacts in this playoffs early so far? Or is it kind of the same old names? And that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this is a better question for next, you know, once we're talking about the next series here with the Panthers and stuff. But I just um, know that clearly, like, I don't know what you gave up for Nick Ball, but whatever you gave up was worth it for two goals tonight. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't care how many picks. Like, whatever it was, he was phenomenal. And that's in a game seven where it can't be any tighter Huge. on the road. First you know career I mean? playoff like, goal. First goal in first the playoff. Two for, like, so he's right? clearly, like, yes. that was worth it. And maybe not the Hagel guy. I don't know. Like, he clearly had some good plays. but he might, he didn't, So Hagel's more of he like He hasn't a, netted the ball or whatever yet, but, I mean, like... He's like a younger, hopefully grows into something kind of guy, sure, right? Sure. And he's... I think he's he was brought in to kind of be, like, the guy who would chase pucks down into, like, you right. know, a four-check situation. So, sure. um he would win a lot of loose pucks. He might win some face-offs. He plays good defense, like which is the exact role I think they were trying to fill with the void that uh, Yanni Gord being gone right. created. Right. So Yanni Gord, you know, kind of did those things for us, and I think that they wanted to f- like they didn't have that, you know, beforehand. Right. Like they didn't really have anybody who like chased pucks down. So I think that's something that like. I don't know if you've noticed as much, but, like, he does that a lot. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. And that's when I notice he's, like, really, you know, making an impact on the game because he's a good passer and, like, he can shoot the puck decently. He missed a wide-open goal the other night, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. Which, if we would have ended up losing somehow in overtime or, you know, at the end of the regulation there uh, for game six, that would have been one of those things that, like, hopefully that young guy can recover from, but maybe he doesn't. Right, yeah, like missing that. Just Three like that, feet right. in front of the wide open net. You, it, well, you could see it wearing on him, too, when he went to the bench. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he knew exactly what situation he just was in. Right. And the result of what happened. Like, he he fully understood it. For sure. So, anyway, next round of the uh, playoffs. Um, Going to be coming up here soon. Yep. Yeah, with, we got a lot. With the series this round ending tomorrow. Um, trying to find a bracket for the West. I know that the East is going to be Florida, the Florida Panthers, and the Lightning. Yep. And then the winner of the Rangers-Pens game versus the Hurricanes. Sure. So, there we go. 
Yeah, big game for Max Domi there. Game seven. That was a, a trade deadline guy. There you go. Then. Yeah, I know that there are. I just don't know. Like, That's two trade deadline guys that had humongous game seven games today. So you answer my question. Yeah, I don't know. At least right there. I don't know off the top of my head okay. some of the names. Yeah, but well, I know can, that they have been making it. Well, I'll give you a little homework for next And, like, time, the guy for the Panthers who they just who signed, right. Jarrell. Sure. Like, he's been putting Solid. pucks and putting little pucks on that. some passes to people putting pucks in. Sure, get sure. The assist. Um, okay, so for the West, we have the Avs and the Blues. And then it'll be between the winner of this game Edmonton and the Kings, and then the Flames and the Stars. So whoever wins between those two will be playing each other in the next round. Sure. There you go. So we have two matchups set. Yeah. Looking forward to it. More playoff puck. Lightning are moving on. Man, baby. That's that huge. was uh, crazy. Florida series. <laughs> yeah, Miami or Tampa. Miami or Tampa. You know, yep. who thought that? Not a lot of travel there. A lot of hockey would be going through these hot right. states and cities. Uh, let's move on then here. Fourth quarter to a little Formula Doge. Speaking of hot cities. Speaking of Miami. Miami, baby. Speaking of. The last Formula One race, Doge. First one ever there. Give us some recap of it. So on Mother's Day, shouts to the mothers. Yep. Shouts to all our moms. Shouts to the moms. Yes, we got to experience a nice little race. The yes. opening American race of the season. Mm-hmm. We now have two this year. We have three. We got to see what Miami was all about. Yes. Beautiful track. The scenes were great. Going around the Hard Rock was electric. Big the marina. They really bought into the meme. That was dude. cool. They that bought into really the meme. Cool. The fake water laid out. I mean... If I had to pick a seat to be, uh-huh. and it was all the same that price, beach dude, I would have been on one of the boats. Bro. Yeah, the yachts oh. for sure. I would have been on one of the boats. The fake marina would not have bothered me one bit. No. The scenes were great. The race was fun. However, little bit of complaints from the drivers, and understandably so. Yeah, it's a brand new track, and there was no rubber laid down on that before they went out and practiced. Hey. You didn't have the same Formula 2 races, Formula 3 races going on that you typically would at a place like that. So there was a lot of sliding. It made it tough for the guys getting acclimated to a race, especially that, in the end, they weren't going to wind up using the the best grip soft tires on at all. Right. So next year, we'll learn from it. Yep. But it was a nice test run. And the Bulls, the Red Bulls. Closing the gap a little bit in the Constructors' Championship. Mm-hmm. The Red Bull pit bull with the win here and the victory here in Miami. That's right. With another win from Max Verstappen. Also snagging the fastest lap. Between them and Ferrari securing the top four spaces. Red Bull taking 1-4. Ferrari taking 2-3. But even with that, Red Bull closes the gap just a little bit. Now within six points of Ferrari, 157 to 151. Yep. Tight race at the Tight. top with the boys. So, great races from all those guys. They performed well. Carlos Sainz did a really good job defending against Sergio Perez, uh-huh. who was driving his heart out 
even though he had some engine power difficulty. Yeah, he had... Which, a bit of a trend with Red Bull this year. That's something yeah. they have to figure out. Yeah. He was on Sainz's back for a large majority of that race, and then suddenly was losing three to four seconds on the yeah. lap. Not good. And they couldn't figure it out right away. It took him a few laps, and that, that cost him another potential podium. Yep. But for sure. Red Bull's still looking great. Max is driving his heart out as well. So those guys are really performing. And performing where it seemed like last year it was one or the other would yeah. get a good finish. But right. now they're they're both finishing at the top. Ferrari being able to do the same. Carlos Sainz not getting the DNF like he did in Imola. Coming back and proving he belongs on the podium as well. Yeah. Charles Leclerc separating himself in a way in Ferrari, though. Proving that he is driver one. So, Does fun you, race. Yeah, like Go in ahead. the Ferrari building. For yes. Sure. I know what you're doing. We have to talk about it. I know we do, dude. And he got what? beat straight up. Like, is he driver one for Mercedes anymore? Because it doesn't seem like say, it. The points would say no. Now. And I'm freaking bummed out because it's freaking Lewis, dude. You know? It's too bad. Lewis Hamilton with a lackluster finish. He winds up finishing sixth. So lackluster finish may be a little excessive. But George Russell beating him. Again. Where Lewis Hamilton... One-on-one. Beat him. Lewis Hamilton out-qualified George. George Russell didn't even make it into Q2. Sorry. He didn't even make it into Q3. He wound up qualifying 15th, I believe. Well, there was something where he ran out of time for the laps, so he wasn't able right. to try to correct his time, and then... But the laps that he had times in, yes. Yeah. He wasn't able to put it in, in the time that he was allotted in that qualifying. Right. Regardless, George Russell was able to go from 15th to 5th. Now, Lewis Hamilton <clears throat> on the radio once again, this strategy really did not favor me, guys. And I get it. George Russell really lucked out with their strategy. Yeah. Because he came out on the hard tires from the start. He's where, two for two on, on where the field was going strategy medium. calls. He mm-hmm. went long and he calls to the pit. Tires are feeling good. Let's see if we can get a safety car. There's been plenty of wrecks, people sliding into right. the walls, slick track. He lucked out and was able to get that softer yep. medium tire when everyone else was on the hards for the end of the race. And George was able to make up the place there. Yep. Pass his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, where Lewis had the position even after George pitted, but he wasn't going to be able to hold back no. a faster, medium-tire car with George. Yeah, with newer tires on there. <clears throat> yes. So the late safety car allowed George to pit, save some time, and get on faster tires. And that put him ahead of Lewis once again. And... I mean, they literally said on the on the pit crew like radio, "Hey, what do you want to do here with, about your tire situation?" He goes, "Ah, eh, I don't want to pit yet. Let's keep going. Let's just stay on the track and try to wait for a safety car." Like identical, like verbatim, what he said, right? Yes. And then they left it up to him, and then his strategy ended up working out for himself. Um, this was crazy what just happened on the, in the game, but yeah. uh, it worked out for him again. It worked out for him. And George Russell sitting fourth in the 
driver standings. It goes Charles, Leclerc, Max Verstappen sits 19 behind. 19 behind him is Sergio Perez. Seven points behind Sergio is old Georgie. Then you go Carlos and then Lewis sitting sixth in the field with the driver standing. But it's a bit of a gap. George has Lewis right now by 23 points. So there's a clear difference, right? They, or clear tiering. There's one and two, Red Bull, Ferrari. Three is Mercedes. Four or five is like Alpine, McLaren, right? It's, uh... I don't know about McLaren. So McLaren, McLaren technically, in the constructor standings, has fourth. It goes, but it's a big drop Yeah. From Mercedes to McLaren. Right. And McLaren had a very upsetting Miami yeah. weekend, coming away with no points at all. Lando Norris winds up running into... Really getting yes, screwed on. Yeah. Running yeah. into, I believe... Oh, shoot. Who did he make contact with? Stroll? Lance Stroll, I believe? Yeah, I think so. So, that sounds his tire right. blows up. He doesn't get to finish, which is too bad, because that basketball helmet was electric. Yeah, it was sweet. We needed that coming across the finish line. I but agree. No points there. Daniel Ricciardo finished 13th. No points for him either. Coming out of a weekend two weeks before that where they looked really good in Imola, now it's, you know, McLaren is going to be very hot or cold, it seems like, given the track. Yep. So, upsetting weekend for them. But, yeah, it goes clear top two are Ferrari, Red Bull. Mercedes is kind of almost locked into third right now. Yeah. Right. Like, they're too far behind. They're in, like, this weird... Gray, gray zone. They're in a weird gray zone. They're going to be coming back to the European summer, closer to their development team. Maybe, maybe they get something worked out. They've More always been a team that belts. they've always been a team that develops well. Yeah. This would literally be like if LeBron James lost in the NBA Finals, was thinking about retiring in the summer, came back, and then his team is like, "By the way, we're not even close to like competing for a championship. We might not even make the playoffs." Like they're obviously like. Going to make the playoffs in terms of standings, so but like, like what is he has no shot to win at all. It's been a tough year for him. Like it is so sad, and it's just not even he has no control of this. How many points separate Russell and Lewis? Twenty three, you said. Twenty three. Okay, so if you look at the difference that those two calls on the safety cars make with those two pit strategies, that's the difference there, right? Like. I don't know if I see, like, a huge difference, like, on track. Like, the cars seem about the same. Kind of bad. Both are very undrivable at times. Both drivers are just like, I don't even know what to do with this. And, like, and they find a way to kind of, like, find, like, okay, we got fifth and sixth. All right. Like, not terrible. All right. And they're that middle of the pack. Uh, and then those two decisions have separated Russell from Hamilton. Between the, between the one and two in, in Mercedes, which correlates to five and six in the field. It seemed like Yeah, but five and year, six in the field is like the 76ers or like the, like, I don't even like the Pelicans. Like, these guys are, they're not, they're, they will not win the championship. Correct. I'm, not, no I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the Mercedes dynamic between the two drivers. Sure. I'm just saying, like, for Lewis, like, you will come back to hopefully try to win. And, like, there's no... There's absolutely no shot. So Mercedes so like, has won it seven years in a row? Major changes. Or is it eight years now with last year? Well, they lost last year. Well, they won the Constructors. Oh, Constructors. Lewis me. just lost the... Yeah. Correct. 
That's why I think that made eight. Blues got freaking gypped out of it. I think that made eight. I think they went from 2014 through 21 constructors. Right. Okay. So, with that in in mind and being said, that's why this is so drastic that like Mercedes can't even compete for it, and And the fact that they're third and so far behind is like that's why it's a deal. And it's the drastic change in the cars. The car in 2022 is so different from the car in 2021. And like Dill mentioned early on in this year, that when you win the Constructors' Championship, you get the least amount of time in the wind tunnel to try to develop your car. Whereas Red Bull had a little bit more time. Ferrari had even a little bit more time. Right. And Mercedes had the least amount of time to develop this car. It's the worst Mercedes we've seen in a while. And Lewis Hamilton is used... He... Okay. He's the GOAT of F1 driving. But... Yeah. What? He's just talking about the goal that oh, okay. almost went in but didn't go in. It's Lewis is the GOAT in F1. He is. However, when you go from being used to driving the fastest car on the grid to now driving the, the third fastest car on the grid, it's going to be a, a shock to you. And you've got to change your, your racing style. You're used to qualifying one, two, maybe three on a bad day. Right. This is what I'm. This is just what I'm saying. Like Lewis came back, and has to just completely change his whole entire mo of what he is expecting, how he does it, how he lives his week. Like, oh, let me go in here. I'm gonna crank out a couple laps. We're in first. I'll give a couple interviews. Let me hit the podium. Champagne, wine and dine. Like, no. Like, it's not the same at all this year. Whereas for George, he's used to driving a Williams. Yeah, he's loving this. He's Mr. Saturday. His podium last year was because they didn't even start the race because of rain. Right. They just drove around in a circle for a while, and then he had qualified P2, so he finished on the podium. He's used to driving a slow Williams car. A bad car. Yeah, so, like, he's exactly. this car is, like, amazing to him. It's amazing compared to what he had been driving the last few so years. So how could he even complain? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Whereas... So I think that, that explains the early success. Right. Lewis is like, what the heck's wrong with this car? George is like, I can't believe I'm in a fast car. Right. <laughs> Correct. Right. <laughs> right. So that, that's got to be a bit of a culture shock to Lewis. I do think he's going to recover. I would even go as far to say that Lewis is going to score more points than George. I just year. need Lewis to win a race this year or I'll be so bummed. It, but it might not happen. I know we're saying that Mercedes is locked into three. They're 50, 56 points behind Red Bull. They look them, which so sixty-two behind Ferrari. Much slower though. Fifty-six and sixty-two sound like a lot, but with a lot of season to go, if they do wind up, if they do wind up developing that car to where they start landing podiums, crazier things have happened that Mercedes could find themselves right back in the fight when you get to the end of the year. If they get that spicy Mercedes model like they did last year, Red Bull was a faster car last year Mm -hmm. until Lewis went absolutely bananas at the end of the season. They have a way of developing the car, and they've got European summer coming up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? I'm not putting them out of it yet, 
they've got to make some drastic changes. This, it's, yeah. We're getting close to them being out of it. You know what I mean? And it's not looking good. But, yeah. If they land a 1-2, you score 43 points. Yeah, you need, the you only need, way they land a 1-2 is if the top four cars crash, though, it seems like right now. But Max, yeah, right. Like, right now, correct. We all saw what happened last year when it got close between Lewis and Max. Max is unrelenting. And Charles Leclerc is a fast driver. And when we get to and these tight... He seems to have When we get to these tight tracks, I would not be shocked to see those guys collide and have them both be out of a race. We've see already it. seen that science can have some issues. I could see it. We know We've Max already does. seen that Checo can have some issues, not even his fault. Because yep. his engine just poops out on him. Yep. There, there could be windows where Mercedes could capitalize. Certainly could be. But it, won't, it won't be due to their engineering or their driving, unfortunately, this year. Which used to be the case. I just think you're writing them out too early. I just it just doesn't it doesn't look good now, okay. But like the biggest issue, and this is something that every manufacturer, every team is dealing with, is the the porpoising issue, right? Like in in that that violent, aggressive shaking at high speeds when you start getting some of that that downforce going. Um, you which could just hear it in Lewis's speeds. voice, dude. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that okay. If they have one good weekend, they come out and they like Doge said, they finish podium. The one-two teams right now, Ferrari and Red Bull, end up having one or two cars go out uh, per team. Like if there's an accident on turn one of, I just one uh, good weekend isn't going to make them compete for this cup, like for real, for real. Because they have to have would, though. Yeah, but then like, are they going to crash again? I'm like the cars doesn't, a... they're not going to get magically faster unless they really work on their car. And I just don't see are. them working on it enough to make a huge impact because they're so slow right now compared to these other cars. It's very tough. It's so, very like, yeah, one good weekend, they're in the points, but then, like, three more races go by and they're right back out of it again. I'm just saying you never know if you're – they're one bad and good race away at the moment to make a difference, where it's, it's no longer a one, two, three for the – Sure, I'm just saying I don't. They they've just need, got a major they need, the they need major fall. improvements. I need the cards to fall right. Yes, they're not out of it, but they they need to make some serious changes. They really do. And yes. if they do, they can make this really interesting. Yeah, like if they do what they've done forever, and they can really tweak this, and they're in their lab, and they find they crack the code, which you know. Seems like they always have. They have a construction company. They've got a thousand employees working on it. Right. Like, you know, somebody will figure it out. But it's a matter of when and then, you know, how big this gap gets. Because right now the gap is... It's spreading. It's large. The gap is getting bigger as we as we speak. Yeah. So, we'll just have to see. We will have to see. But you never know. Can't count out Lewis. Just like you can't count out old Ron James. Until they're out of it, they're in it. All right, let's move one, on. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Let's move on to one last thing with Dush. And it's just heartbreaking. 
because Mick Schumacher has been chasing his first points in F1 for so long, and he was set to get Dude. some points here. And once again, the same thing happened in Imola. Such a shame. He winds up spinning out big time. He Falls got out of the points. Got spun out, right? Yes. Wasn't self-inflicted. Not this time. Imola was. Yeah. yeah. But Magnuson's been the story of the Haas team coming back, being the veteran. I would love to see Mick just go in there and get some points for him. Yeah. That car is worthy of getting points. And he can do it. And it's sad to see it two races in a row where he was set to do it. He couldn't. Be on the lookout. European Summer. Sure. Mick Schumacher. Coming back and getting some points. We need to see it. Big Haas. All right, now we're moving on. To the buzzer beater. I've been quick with the draw on this pod. That's twice. Quick draw. Teach. Quick draw, teach. Um, let's do our buzzer beaters here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Doge, I'll have you go first. Right back to you. I brought it up before. Yeah. Yeah. My team across the pond, Borussia Dortmund. Dogemund. And superstar Erling Holland will officially be parting ways. Yeah. We saw it coming. Classic Dortmund, unfortunately. The landing spot was dancing around. Is it Real? Is it Barca? Yep. Is it Man City? A lot of Real. A lot of Real talks. A lot of Real talks. Didn't wind up happening with Real. Nope. Erling Haaland <clears throat> is going to Man City. It's official. Yep. Manchester City paying Dortmund the 75 million euros Ooh. to... <laughs> To get him into the transfer, yeah, the release clause. Which, in the offseason going into 21-22, was supposed to be over 100 euros. So the price dropped, which is sad, because he was always going to leave. You want to get the max value, because we always just sell our top dogs anyway. And then people talking about us potentially replacing him with Dybala, which... Would have been fine, Whoa. but it would have been a downgrade. And then we don't get Dybala. We no. get some guy from Salzburg. That is not ideal. Beat. Very beat. But. But. We've done this before. Yes. We had Lewandowski. Yeah. He walks. We got a Bobby in. He was good, too. He Shoot. walks. We get Holland. So who knows? Who's next? The next star could be up and coming, and I'll be heartbroken when he leaves in three years. Right. Yep. I'm already looking forward to this next divorce. Yeah. Right. Ow. <laughs> well, it's got to. You know? Like, it has to, like, actually hurt. Like, when you see these guys always... And you just know that there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. That they're going to leave. And you can just only hope to have them as long as you can and just uh, be thankful for that, right? Like, that's something... Because no superstar in their right mind, like Aubameyang, like Holland, 
Those guys are way too good to stay, like to not go somewhere and make way more cash. To make way more cash, but nobody wants to play for a team that is guaranteed to be two or three. Right. Because Bayern Munich wins every single year. They've officially done it ten seasons in a row. Right. Bayern Munich has won the, the Bundesliga championship. That's crazy. The last team to win it other than Bayern. Yeah. Was Borussia Dortmund back to back in 2011 2012? With Dovsky, right? With Lewandowski. Who is now on Bayern. Who went to Bayern after. And is now one. With Mario Götze, who went to Bayern after. Right. With Mats Hummels, who went With to Bayern, Bayern after. Right. Hey, shouts out Marco Royce. Marco Royce has stuck around. Dog. Dog. And I think. It's probably just because he's been injured 60% injured, of the yeah, time anyway, just, and he couldn't go anywhere. And nobody's wanted him because he's been so injured, unfortunately. But. I love you, Marco. But, yeah. facts is facts. Yeah, we know. We got him. It's all right. Big deal. What do you got here for your buzzer beater? I don't know if we've ever really talked about this sport. Oh. I love that. What is it? A little billiards? Old. Darts with Dill? You could. We've talked about this sport. I mean, like, not. We have, but not like a handful. Of times. It's never been a quarter. It. It's yeah. It's it's maybe, never been a quarter. Maybe a handful of times we yep. have mentioned. But you can say I'm. You know, I'm not going to say never will be a quarter, but it's a long shot. It's an eighty to one. We're going to have to rich, hit the books. Rich strike. Well, Maybe one of these... We should do a live one up from the ATP at the end of the summer. Joker might be in town for that. I've seen him there before. There's some big dogs that roll through there. Don't want to give too much away, Billy. I don't want to steal your limelight. Well, I was just going to say that you could say that I'd be racketeering for my buzzer beater. Sure. Wow. With a little tennis action. Yeah. Sure. No back. Yeah. You know who this is. Yeah. Shokovic yeah. has won his 1,000th wow. career match uh, today. So that puts him fifth all-time. I don't think that passed anybody, but he's the fifth one to reach 1,000 wins. Um, the next mark that he would be looking for is to catch Rafael Nadal. Oh, and he's only 51 ahead, so if, if not too many Djokovic plays a longer career, or like, plays more... Well, like, it seems like he's right? got more juice left in the tank than those guys, I agree. you know what I mean? So I think he might be I able agree. to. I'm with you. Um, he's been playing not as Djokovic, long, I, I mean, he's been out most this year because of the yeah. vaccination yep. COVID, right? Correct, yeah. Correct. So, and he has had some injuries, um... Which is why he isn't a world number one anymore, and then he kind of had his little bit of downfall in COVID, right? So yeah. he's still winning, though. He's um, doing well. Winning. He's got a thousand career wins now. So I uh, wonder if. Nope, that was it. That's all I want to talk about. Sure. I wonder if I wasn't sure if there was like another. Djokovic, baby. Little, Good for him. Little knickknack. Or I got a little knickknack. I'm, I'm going to keep it. I, I love that. Tennis for you. They served that one up for you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, don't worry, boys. I got a nice ace in the hole over here. For my it's okay, though. It's not your fault. 
No text job. <clears throat> 40, love. Uh, all those really sunk right through the net. 40, love, doge. Really dropped it too far. Go. You know we were playing deuces. Doge, you're going to have to get out the eagle eye to review that call. See if that was profanity or not. Deuce. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I got a little nugget here for you, folks. We'll talk about this more in our next episode, but uh, if you haven't been paying attention for the last seven weeks because they like to release like one letter at a time for the NFL schedule for whatever reason, um, it's like, hey, this this week will be the day we release the schedule. This day is the day we'll tell you what weeks are the primetime games, and then we'll tell you what colors you're going to wear, and then we'll tell you what cleats you can wear, and then we'll tell you the schedule. So finally... It told us the schedules, and uh, I'll just do a little sneak peek here, a little teaser for our next episode where we're going to talk about it more. The Bengals opening up the season for the first time ever at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gotta love that. Start off with a nice, big, fat W against the old Steelers. Love it. Yes, sir. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Yes, sir. Love it. Just like that offensive line, boys. Tune them up. Come on. All right. Good show, everybody. Dill, thank you for being on. Incredible post-game seven coverage from you. That was That's uh, tough. Tough to do a pod after that. You know, you got to you gotta be involved. You got to be rooting for your team. You got to bust out all the stops. I, mean, all I, superstitions was, I was going. mentally locked in for a solid two-and-a-half-hour period. Yeah, I got to get rid of Didn't I want any distractions. Yeah, you need a good night's sleep, rest, rest up. up for your game tomorrow. Gotta have a big breakfast. Maybe a little burger bagel. Maybe not. Okay. Shots, uh, we'll no, think I'm about it. So. That's up, so. That's up in the air. Just like that serve that Doge was talking sure. about. Sure. Old tennis pun there. Pucks on net, pucks on net. Balls on net, balls on net. Doge. Got any pucks on net here? What are you doing tomorrow? A little golf, I hear. Here. Hitting the links with my pops. <clears throat> Very exciting. Gonna see if I can take the old man down. Ooh, we'll get an update on that for the next pod. He always beats me. He's a pro, man. I've, I've got the man. It's it's always the drive for show, putt for dough, man. Yep. I've had him off the tee box for years now. Just cleaning you up. It just doesn't seem to matter. You got him tomorrow. I can feel it. Big day for everybody. See, he's feeling hot because he just got a new ball retriever, though. That's not what he you just, He just a went out and ball played. retriever? Yeah, one of those big long ones that you can send out into the lake and grab balls that are like way out of reach. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So he just went out and played nine and probably got like 50 balls out of the lake, so he's going to be feeling good. So new he's going to put 50 more back in, maybe? Probably not. No. Okay. We tried... Well, I'll try giving him my powers tomorrow, sure. and maybe he will do that successfully. Yeah, we have a little range action today. I don't, yeah, I don't want him at the lake. I want him at his best. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. You need to take him down. Get that true competition. Full strength. Full strength. Beat him at his best. I, next time we talk, if you're listening to this episode, you're either going to get one happy teach or one freaking sad teach based on this game seven here, folks. This is 
This is what we watch for. Game seven, greatest stage. Giannis, Tatum, and the boys. Gonna be a good one. It's for all the marbles. Hey, we're up at uh, episode 120 coming up here next. We're almost running out of championships, so. I wonder by the time that we get to 22. I don't think so. I don't think anybody. I don't think. I don't think we'll have any Super Bowl. That's it. I was trying not to bring that up. God saying we didn't have any. Goddamn Rams. We also. I mean, we're rattling here, so while we're just rattling. <coughs> yep. Let's wrap it up. Ooh. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Whoa. Dill, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. Doge, thank you for being here live. Gentlemen. In the flesh. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you for listening. This is. The Clubhouse.